Fanfare! We have officially entered Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's Phase 4? Well, it's funny you should ask, because the phases don't really get named by Marvel, but the fans have named them. They have the phases on the Disney. They number them, but they don't name them. Have Calling it Phase 4 is naming it. Sure. The fans have given fa- the phases names. Um, okay. Phase 4 is the legacy phase. What does that mean? Uh, my assumption is, is they, they're telling backstories and gathering up new characters. Okay. So, in other words, it doesn't mean shit. More importantly... Because that's what they've been doing this whole time. Yeah, sure. Uh, more importantly, Phase 4 is where... The first saga, the Infinity Saga, ends. Uh huh. And the new saga, the Multiverse Saga, <sighs> begins. Okay, I'm sorry I asked. Whatever. It's important. I. Okay. We're entering a new era of the MCU. Okay. Things are going to feel different. And there's going to be a bit of a lull as they rebuild the team. Okay. Which isn't helped by getting the backstory of a dead character. No. No. uh, The timing of this is weird. uh, Because I watched her die before I cared about her character or knew where she came from or who she was. Um, And that's a little frustrating. And they never did even link her and Hawkeye up for me to care about their friendship. The first time I knew they ever even interacted with each other was them beating the shit out of each other so the other one didn't die. Well, the rest of us... The rest of you don't count because this is about me learning about these characters. And I'm telling you, without the hundreds of years of background (laughs) reading material... No, I mean, in the MCU, they talked about their past. When did they talk? Uh, when did Hawkeye and Black Widow talk about their friendship? Every single movie. No. Yes. You don't talk about we used to be friends or we've been friends. You have to show the friendship. They they mentioned uh, Bucharest several times. That is not a friendship. That is an action. That's like saying uh, calling Maze the cavalry without context. It means literally nothing. His kids called her Auntie Nat. So, that's not establishing a relationship. That's showing that there is something going on you're not privy to. We're supposed to be privy to it, so we become attached to it. None of what you just said makes me see a relationship. You didn't see the relationship. You were told about the relationship. Then it didn't happen. Okay. That's not how you tell a story. Okay. Just saying. I... I'm not arguing that point because you're not... Well, I mean, I watched the movies. I got what they were giving me, and then I didn't feel anything when she died. Oh, well, I did. I literally... That's because you have the other background, babe. You have the other stuff to... And you've seen this movie already. You have... You have the whole story, and I don't. It's easy for you to have feelings when you have the whole story. I do have feelings. I also have... It's like watching the last episode of Breaking Bad without seeing anything else. It's not going to mean anything. No impact. 
That's how I feel watching a lot of these movies. Okay. Anyway. I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. You didn't dance. <laughs> All right. So this week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched 2021's <laughs> Black Widow. It doesn't have a colon or a comma or a hyphen? No. Backslash? No. No punctuation at all. <gasps> no exclamation point? <laughs> Black Widow! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, released on the 9th of July, uh, as we said, 2021. Directed by Kate Shortland. And that explains a lot. And written by Eric Pearson. Jack Schaefer from WandaVision. Okay. And Ned Benson. And who? Ned Benson. Oh. What do you think they spent on it? $60 million. That is not what you think they spent on this movie. Well, I was like, it's a girl movie, so they probably didn't spend that much. Uh, there's quite a lot of CGI and stuff. No, 140. 288. <gasps> Holy shit! Estimated budget. Which means it's probably more. Holy shit! How? There were a lot of CGI in this. Holy movie. shit! Plus, I mean, Scarlet's getting to be a pretty big name. She can ask for a good salary. Is it a salary? A fee? What do you call what you pay an actor? Money. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's been a big name yeah. for a, a long while. Sure. It's surely to goodness. Uh, opening weekend, mm-hmm. it made $80 million. God damn. That hurts. Uh, it grossed domestically 184 Why are men so threatened by women? If we're the weaker sex, why do y'all just run away crying? And internationally, 380. God damn. Yeah. That hurts. It spent one week at number one of the 25 weeks it was in theaters. It knocked Fast 9, although it was just called F9, off of the top spot. And it had some competition. Yeah, what was it? Quiet Place 2. Mm. Escape Room 2 That weird movie Pig That I don't care so much about Did we even watch that? No no. Um, Jungle Cruise Oh that was a good movie Snake Eyes which was popular But I don't think we've watched it I don't know what that is A little M. Night Shyamalan flick called Old That's what we watched In the movie theater Oh, God damn that movie. Yeah, just a, it's a, just a movie about a picnic on the beach. Jesus Christ. That movie still gets me. Like, I still think about it sometimes, if that tells you anything. And a DC movie that never went anywhere called uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, you mean the only DC movie that went anywhere? <laughs> I mean, that's not really true. No. But 
no, I've had to hear about, well, I blame Rose. <laughs> I've had to watch those and hear about them constantly. It's one of the few DC movies I actually will willingly watch. So, yeah, it was not. Well, except for the Joker movies, because the guys they've gotten to play Joker the last couple of times have been excellent to watch. I don't like Jared Leto that much. I wanted to punch him since, like, 1992. (laughs) He was the hot boy in uh, My So-Called Life, and he was just a dirtbag piece of shit. Um. Nobody else agreed with me. They all, all the girls were hot for him. And I was like, clearly he's an idiot. But whatever. Um, so again, but Joaquin Phoenix, especially. His rendition of the Joker was. Really good. Yeah, it was spectacular. So Widow didn't do so well in the theaters. So I have to assume that it's one of your favorites ever. <laughs> well, I did like it. <laughs> it was a good movie. There was backstory and emotion. I connected to the characters. I cared what happened to them. Now I'm mad she's dead. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But this is why I've always said Marvel's not for me. They don't. The ones I like don't do well. This is one of those times where they're trying to make the stories they want to make. And... The, the men aren't showing up for it. They're not real fans. If yeah. you were a real fan, you'd be showing up for all the characters, right? Sure. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, you go to for the characters you care about. Now, here's the thing. I mean, I've never seen such a fandom hate on the subject material so much. Yeah. And there's some of that. But it's like you're either a fan of Marvel or you're a fan of dissing Marvel. Yeah. Well, dissing Marvel has become the new being a fan of Marvel. Well, it's, how it's now the it's now the cool edgy kids have a counterculture reaction to Marvel. But I, I do want to say, and I may have been talked about this a little bit in the past when we were talking about how bad the Marvels was doing after COVID and the after streaming became really popular. You get a movie in your house for the same price as one movie ticket. Movie ticket sales. Well, I don't know about that. Just about. Looks like it was twenty something dollars to just watch. Sure. But there's the ticket. There's the friggin' trip to the theater. There's the the snacks in the theater. It adds up. Yeah, but the whole point of going to the theater though is leaving the house. Sure. But streaming, like streaming and staying home. Has be- had become so popular throughout COVID and, and became the way we did things, ticket sales to this day have not recovered. Of well, the top, everybody realize how uncomfortable a movie theater is. Not adjusted for inflation, and that's key. Yeah. Of the top 25 movies ever in America, only five of them have been released since COVID. Well... Almost all of the to be expected. Almost all of the rest of them were released in the last decade before COVID. Yeah, I mean we we couldn't leave our house without risking life and limb. Yeah, and so we've changed the way we movie we we do movies, especially Disney movies. If I've got Disney Plus, why 
why would I go to the theaters when I can wait three to six months and it's going to be on my TV for free? Well, because if you go, to, like, because going to the movie theater is an experience. Absolutely. The lights are off. Your kids and the dogs aren't bothering you. You're focused on the thing. Yep. I find it a lot easier to watch a movie all the way through without getting distracted in the movie theater. And this is why horror movies are still doing good. Yeah. And date well, movies horror are still... Movies, horror movies are not the same. Well, and date movies have to always do well because teenagers have to have somewhere to make out. Yeah. So, so horror movies and date movies haven't slipped that much. Yeah. But everything else, like... I feel like good date movies are horror movies. I don't know if you've ever taken a girl to a horror movie, but sure. like the whole point is, oh, I'm scared. Um, but the uh, no, that get I, I have to clean that out. I know. Um, the the biggest movie of 2023, Barbie, mm-hmm. had the same opening weekend as Captain Marvel. Okay. Oppenheimer was wasn't the flaw. biggest. No. You mean to tell me that Barbie beat out Oppenheimer, yeah. and yet Margot Robbie got snubbed? I got nothing for you. I mean, to be fair, I don't think the Barbie movie had any Oscar-worthy performances. No, it's just a really good movie. Uh, it was the message of the movie that was much more um, impactful than... Sure. But they gave... Ryan Dipstick, an Oscar nod. Gosling, that's his fucking name. Ken got an Oscar nod, but Barbie didn't. Oh! Tell me you haven't been on the internet for the last week without saying that. Yeah, Ken! I guess he really was Knuff. In the ultimate twist, Ken. The dirtbag piece of shit that we're all hating on and making fun of the entire movie. Got a fucking Oscar nomination. And Barbie and America Ferreira did not. Why do you think everybody's been so mad? That's... Fucked? That's proving the movie right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Because Oppenheimer's based on an 800-721-page novel uh, about a bomb, and Barbie's just about a doll with big tits. That's what I heard. That's what everybody got told. Yeah. Yeah. The Oscars don't mean shit anymore. Anyway. Yeah, let's... um. Move on before I lose my... Let's go to Ohio, 1995. I mean, we could, but don't you want to talk about who's in the movie? Oh, yes. Who was in this lovely movie? We have Scarlett Johansson, William Hurt, Florence Pugh, who, funny enough, was in Oppenheimer and Father of the Bride, David Harbour, who you will recognize from uh, Stranger Things and Suicide Squad, Olga Kurlenko from Oblivion and Quantum of Solace, Ray Winston, uh, the bad guy, was the asshole bad guy in Cold Mountain. Oh. Uh. Rachel Weiss uh, gave everyone their, uh, well, not everyone, but most girls uh, their by awakening in The Mummy. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld. 
and O.T. Fegbenley from Handmaid's Tale, the husband who you yeah you you can't really tell if he's a bad guy or a good guy. Yeah, you don't know if you like him or hate him, but because sometimes he is like the tiniest bit sexist, and it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And he's definitely a wuss, except sometimes he has the spies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, he's he's difficult to pin down. But um, I was super excited about Rachel Vice, but that chick, I have no idea ethnically where she's from because she has now played everything because now she's Russian. But she has this undefined accent in real life. I have no idea. i got to look her up again. Is she like Sir Ben Kingsley? She can play anything? It, the movies think so. <laughs> um, but uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things was the one that I was really shocked at. Because I have seen this movie before. Yeah. But it was pre-me knowing who he was. Um, so when I watched him in Stranger Things, he just looks like a slightly overweight kind of dad kind of dude. Um, and then at the last season where everybody lost their minds when he was all out of the out of the Russian prison, ironically, <laughs> uh, you know, he was all buff and, and in the wife beater and everybody lost their minds over how hot they thought he was. Well, he's already been that. <laughs> like, literally, that's the same character. Yeah. Well, he was playing a little he was supposed to be presenting as a little dad body in this. No, he was not. Yeah, they made fun that, that he couldn't get his suit on without struggling. And no, 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 no. That wasn't dad bod. That was he's now thicker. That wasn't. No, no, no. Okay. No, prison bod and dad bod are not the same thing, sir. <laughs> no, no. You need to watch that again because that's not what was happening. That was, did you see him break the arm of that giant fucking tree-sized motherfucker? You don't call that a dad bod. He'll snap you in half. That was kind of hot. So, I mean, if, while I wasn't gagging, rubber arm makes me feel so sick. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir? I was going to say, retroactively, Ursa is one of the first mutants they show in the MCU. They don't call him a mutant. That dude? Yeah. Well, you know, Ursa means bear. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what his his story is or his deal is, but that's an apt name for that guy. God mm. dang. <laughs> and they didn't just, like, aim the camera up to make him look bigger. That dude's really freaking huge. <sighs> yeah. So, Ohio 1995? Sure. We get a really long... Um, flashback to start the movie. Yeah, explain to me the Ronald Reagan stuff. Why was that there? Oh, in the opener. Was that that wasn't this movie, was it? Yeah, that. No. No. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of Fargo season two. Oh fuck me. Where they started with a Ronald Reagan clip. Okay. Well, I want to talk about that later because I don't get it. But let hold on, hold on. Uh, I need to rewind and unfuck my brain because uh, I was in the wrong mode. Okay. 
they have a very Black Widow and Fargo have a very similar feel to them. No, but okay. Yes. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Murdery. Yeah, I don't know. In my mind, they are connected. Okay, rewind that. Uh, take that out because I did not say that. Anywho, I'll yeah. let you talk now. Yeah, so we get a, a very long flashback opening scene. Um, we see young Natasha and young Yelena uh, as children uh, interacting with who were presented as their mom mm-hmm. and just being normal kids. And uh, mom, right off the bat, mom knows things. She's explaining fireflies while yep. they're flying around their heads. Yeah, and it phosphorescence, which I, I wrote this down because it was so cute. Um, the little uh, Yelena, Yelena can't say it, so she says biogumen pheasants. <laughs> it's adorable. And uh, I mean, even down to Natasha's funky colored hair is just perfect middle of the country 1995 feel. I feel like she was a little young to have the faded hair color thing. Okay. I don't know that a lot of I don't I don't remember that happening a bunch. Yeah, I mean you were slightly older than she was in ninety five, so slightly. Still not a lot of colored hair. Fair enough. Um not for kids her age is what I mean. They sit down to dinner and dad comes home um and they have to run. Uh, so yeah, they, just like right off the bat. What did he say? Something about going on that uh, going on that adventure we talked about. Yep, yep. We're going on that adventure, and the kids don't want to leave because they're they're happy where they're at. But he's like, no, it's time to go. Well, the, I get the impression the younger one has no fucking idea what's going on. She seemed kind of excited to go on an adventure, but the older one does know. Yeah. Something. She's not happy. Um. So they they. Grab a couple of things, get told to leave the photo album, uh, and they book it to a plane. That photo album is totally from the 80s, though. I We had that photo album with the <laughs> tulips and stuff. Yeah. Um, they have to, they get the plane started, but the cops show up and they have to fight their way off of the tarmac. That was a pretty good action sequence. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of the, um, 2012 action sequence, but but the enemy they're running from is like the earth falling out from under them. Yeah. <laughs> but it had that same kind of vibe. With with dad on the wing of the plane shooting people. Uh huh. And and this is your first clue that that he's not just some like postal worker. Well, he did flip that wagon as they were getting the plane out. So you're you're clued in that he's extra strong. Oh no, I'm not even talking about the strength. It's I'm talking about the skill. Oh yeah. Not every dad can grab a rifle. He wrapped his arms around the thing just like my dad used to. Uh, it was a weird flash of my dad right there. They have the same kind of body type. Uh, and him doing that was just like... I don't, it took me aback for about half a second. Mom gets shot, so Natasha has to be the one to uh, to lift off the plane. Okay, and Natasha has always had to be a badass. Yeah. You barely saw any panic in there. No. Just like a tiniest little inkling of, oh, shit, but not. 
not falling apart at all. No, no, she was cool. Um, and so they fly to Cuba uh, to meet up with their contacts down there. Surprise, surprise, they're Russian spies. That rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah, that- I had forgotten that they weren't actually a family. Um, so him walking away from Rachel, I don't know what her name is in the movie. Uh, I was like, why is he, like, isn't he even a little bit worried about her? Oh, Milena, the mom? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was, it took me a second to realize that he, like, how do you live with someone for three years and not care? Yeah. It's, it's I don't know, I don't know how you do that. Um, yeah, dad's, dad's the Red Guardian, uh, the, the Russian super soldier. Yeah. Created to. Seems like kind of a joke now. Rival Captain America. But he's so unknown that he can be an undercover yeah. agent. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it really is. Captain America could never. Actually, for a while, Captain America went undercover as a beat cop in New York. <sighs> well, I guess he does have a pretty generic fucking face. Yeah. He His undercover like- name was Steve Rogers. Okay. It was the 70s. Oh, you just got to roll with it. Anyway. Well, yeah, and Superman's only disguise is glasses. Yeah. Oh, have you heard the joke about Superman and Lois Lane are in the kitchen? And he, uh, Superman, uh, Clark Kent takes his glasses off and puts them on the table. And Lois turns around and goes, where'd the table come from? I don't recognize it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the, the general is separating everybody. Uh, he thinks that uh, the girls will be good for the Red Room program. Apparently those two girls are so dangerous that they have to knock them out. Yeah, when when they try to grab Yelena, Nat she kicks, is dangerous. starts kicking ass, snatches a gun, and threatens to shoot them all. Yeah. I do like the girl. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know... Dad steps in and calms them down, uh, and then they get injected in the neck with drugs. That was just awful. I'm going to get why you'd want kids. It it makes you less suspicious if you've got children. Yeah. This is a thing Russian people have actually done here in the United States, um, and it works. But it's fucked up. It's seriously fucked up. Oh, yeah. Especially for the younger kid. The younger kid had no idea they weren't her family. No, no Natasha knew. Um, but she was just trying to live her best little kid life. Yeah. It was really sad when they were going to the airport. She's like watching like very American things. The football game and people being happy and stuff. And It was depressing. Yeah, I guess we should note that... Uh, on the way to the airport, Yelena asks for her song. Oh, yeah. And they put in a tape of American Pie by Don McLean. That's a good song to have be your song. That is one of the more fun songs to sing in the car. Yeah. Which we've done how many millions of times? Uncountable. <laughs> I wore that tape, cassette tape out in the Jeep. 
And then after this, we get a very interesting opening credits uh, montage. Oh, interesting. In what way? It was full of spycraft and war images, and it just... It was... What are you talking about? I'm talking about the opening credits where they were showing not scenes the, of training. Oh, not but no, I thought you meant the Marvel opener. No, no, no. That that uh, was the very that was before everything. Well, the Marvel opener only had two girls in the whole thing. Yeah, but that's the standard Marvel opener. At, no, that could change time. it. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, they changed it for Thor, where it was all Thor pictures and stuff. But this had Natasha for like half a second. And then had uh, Gamora was the only other girl. Yeah. Don't you? I saw, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's strange, don't you think? Um, yeah, so this, this opening credits montage, it really set the, the feel of the movie for me. Okay. Like I think they did really well. The they had the red room training, and it was there was another movie that did a montage like this that was like a super secrety spy, and it, it, I mean it just really put me in the feel of the the training that Natasha went through, the what she was being trained for, um, and at the same time they're planning pictures of the general in with famous people. Uh, like President Clinton. Yeah. Uh, it was all a very good setup. Yeah, their uh, their superimposing his face on the bodies wasn't the best though. They did not spend a lot of money on that Photoshop. No, I mean, but it was a quick set of clips. So, and then twenty one years later, which puts this in. Uh, 2016. Okay. This happens, This most of this entire movie happens in the middle of Captain America colon Civil War. Which is ridiculous. Yes. Because a lot of shit happened. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to watch Civil War again, but I feel like we almost need to to put it into perspective. Like, do they successfully have her not on screen long enough to do all this? Well, and and the what I read on the internet put it in between two very specific scenes. So what is a scene break for us is three weeks, and they don't really say so in the movie. That's annoying. We just have to insert this. That's annoying to me. It really is. I don't I don't like it when they do that. You have a two-hour-long movie, and you don't know if it's, like, six months' worth of activity or if it's two days. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't, apparently they don't feel like it's important for us to understand context. But Natasha is on the run, and and uh, now Secretary Ross is uh, closing in on her, or so Who, he thinks. They did a spectacular job making him look sick because when he popped up on the screen, I was like, uh, is that actor like sick? Because still not sure he wasn't sick. Yeah, I mean, he looked rough. He has since passed. Well, to see, this is why I'm asking because he looked not okay. 
That might be why they added that. Let me, while you're talking, I'll. Yeah, so he thinks he's closing in on her. She's talking to him on the phone, telling him to back off. Um, and once they close in on where they think she is, it's it's just a, a phone relay, and she's off in Norway. Yeah, I don't know why they thought... Um... I don't know why they thought they'd be able to catch her that easily. And you know that that part where uh, her little sister makes fun of her for doing the pose? Uh-huh. The actress was making fun of her, and they added it to the movie because they thought it was funny. That's awesome. Uh, then we cut to Morocco. <gasps> oh. In the prison, uh, the Red Guardian has tattoos on his right shoulder of two roses. The two Russian names underneath him translate to Natasha and Elena. Oh, wow. He got their names tattooed on him. That's cool. That would have been good to know. Yeah. Uh, Then we cut to Morocco, where Elena and uh, a bunch of other unnamed widows are running an op. Um, And the, the person they're going after catches on. There's a fight. The, the the most important part of this is that Yelena is ruthless. She is every bit as good as Natasha, but she does not pull punches. She's also weirdly cold. Yeah. Yeah, detached and, and willing to, to hurt herself and others to any extreme. Yeah. Um, in the fight, she gets sprayed in the face with some red shit. And then all of a sudden just like snaps into caring about the person she just killed. Yeah. Uh, and this, while... This was William Hurt's very last movie. Okay. While she's mourning this person that she just killed... Uh, the rest of her team realizes that she's uh, acting differently and decide to go after her, but they request Taskmaster uh, be sent to help. Now, a little bit about Taskmaster from the 616. Yeah. Taskmaster has, um, just like they showed in this movie, she he is able to yeah, watch... Because he, normally he's a dude. He is a dude in the comic books. He's able to watch anyone's fighting style and then mimic it. Uh, yeah, you've talked about him before. On the podcast? I'm not sure, but definitely at me. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing to note about... The, the, the one interesting thing about this is he's... He has beaten just about everybody in the 616 in a fist fight, like in a, in a physical fight, sword fighting, whatever. Cause he, he, if he can do your fighting style and somebody else's fighting style, you're going to get beat. Yeah. I mean, he gets hired to kill a certain red costumed friend of ours. Uh, would that be Deadpool? That would be Deadpool. And he goes after him. And he tells Deadpool, you can't win because I have all of the fighting styles. I am mm-hmm. I am unbeatable. 
Yes, but Deadpool is chaos personified. And as such, <laughs> Taskmaster is unable to mimic his fighting style because he has no fighting style. Well, here's the thing, though. Just because you can mimic somebody's fighting style doesn't mean you should be able to beat them. It, that doesn't isn't really all that logical because if if you have fought someone else who has a better fighting style, then using that should beat the person. Yeah. So it's kind of silly. What it really means is is that you cannot be more skilled than me. Because if I'm already more skilled than you, I'm going to beat your ass. And if you're more skilled than me, then I learn your skills and add them to my own. Well, then it shouldn't be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he should be more skilled than Deadpool. Except Deadpool... It's not the style, it's the, the level of skill. Yeah. So it's silly. Deadpool also has a little bit of luck working for him. In most well, cases, that, I think. that I believe. I absolutely believe. God loves a fool. Protects him anyway. Um, yeah, so then we go back to Norway. Um, Natasha has gone to a trailer in the middle of nowhere. Right, that's where I would go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if somebody does find you, you'll see him coming. And meets up with her resource dude, who is our friend from Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. Uh, with a freaking British accent. And and just the right amount of sass. Yeah. I liked him. Um. Yeah, so he leaves her a, a box of mail and and, uh, and stuff from the Budapest safe house. It's Budapest. Budapest. It's Budapest. Yeah, Budapest. Say it the way the people who live there say it. <laughs> and sing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's right. <laughs> because you don't call it subtle, it's subtle. Subtle Kentucky. Mm. Or no one will know what you're talking about. You know what? I don't care. It's Versailles. Yeah. It really is Versailles. Uh, okay. That drives me fucking crazy. Um, yeah. So he leaves her a box of, of papers and stuff. Uh, she doesn't want it, so she throws it in the trunk so she can throw it away later. Tell me why that black box immediately jumped out at me, and how the fuck do you have packages in the mail that you don't immediately open? I don't know. I don't know. How do you, Oh, no, just throw them away. What? She doesn't need them. What's in the package? What's in the box? She doesn't care. But it could be something cool. If it was something she needed, she'd already have it. No, that's and, not how that works. And if she needs a gun, she'll get a gun. Well, sure. Uh, I'd like to see her and May fight. That'd be fun. Against um, each other? Yeah. Ooh, no. Who'd win? Oh. Exactly. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like Russian fighting techniques have to win. Yeah. I, She's been trained since she was little. Yeah, I feel like Natasha would would edge out, but that would not be no. Neither one no. of them would go down easy. No, uh, they'd both end up popping each other while they're laying on their backs on the 
on the ground, exhausted. Yeah. They both have that awesome uh, smell my crotch, twist head, flop on the floor thing. Yeah. I don't know what that move's called, but it uh, it's one of my favorites. It's not re- realistic at all whatsoever, but they're just like, I'm attacking you with my crotch. <laughs> Done. It looks, I mean, they do it so perfectly smooth. Yeah. And it, it just looks badass as shit. That's one of the movies you have to slow down a little bit to actually see. So Nat's chilling in the uh, the trailer and uh, maybe watching a little Netflix. I don't know. But the generator does. So she goes out to check it and uh, the fuse, the, the, the spark plug is, is dead and she's halfway out of gas already anyway. So she decides to drive into town. And as she's crossing the bridge into town, she gets hit with a fucking missile. Um, yeah. I did not do a good job of taking notes. There was something that, there was something in that scene that bugged me. Because they they showed, like, they showed the reason why she was going into town and didn't really need to. Oh, so that we could watch her ass as she walked to the Jeep. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, because she had the gas can. And then the whole fucking, the whole shot was her ass in the tightest pants. I don't know if guys know this, but those pants being that tight. Unless they're leggings, that shit's not comfortable. That poor baby can't breathe. She can't sit down. That shit hurts. It's not realistic. Women are not running around wearing pants like that. Maybe they're unstable molecules. They're not. No, the way those pants were gripping her ass, those are the most stable molecules. <laughs> that's And that's not the only time they do it either. They no. show her ass for a full five minutes another time. Oh, yeah. When it's absolutely that shot has nothing to do with the movie. No. It's so blatant. It's weird that it's a female director because it's like they told her she had to do that. Sure. I mean, unless she's gay and just likes her ass, but that's weird. You know, the day they do that to dudes... Somebody tell me the movie where a dude's ass just is featured for no fucking reason. We had a whole conversation about America's ass. America Ferreira? No. Oh, you mean... Yeah, but that is not a good ass. (laughs) Have you looked at those pants? I will join you in this statement that Johansson's ass... Is better than... Yeah. Well, if I'm going to look at an ass, I'd rather look at Scarlett Johansson's ass than his. At least her ass is shapely. <laughs> He's got a white boy ass. So, so anyway, she gets hit by a missile on a bridge. Almost dies. And it's Taskmaster. Yeah, they do that nauseating... Uh, oh, God. If this ever happens to me, I'm just going to die of a heart attack. The, where you crash into the side of the bridge and you're dangling. Yeah. And if you, it's like if you move forward a little bit too much, you're going over. I, I f- they do that because it's nauseating. It's like one of the few images you can show. It's not actually graphic, but it makes you feel sick to look at. Ugh. 
And he's not here for – they fight a little bit, but he's not here for her. He's here for one of the packages that dude left. But also he's an idiot because she had no fucking idea what was going on until the – well, I suspicioned that – I can't remember why, but I suspicioned that was a girl. I think it was the way they moved. Taskmaster did the same leg. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The yeah. crotch attack thing that Widow does. Dudes don't usually do that. Yeah. I'm guessing that that is not as advantageous for a guy to do. No, but that was supposed to show us that Taskmaster is using Widow's fighting style yeah. against her. But that's that's really not a dude move. Uh, but she makes a beeline for the the black box. It's like a, it's almost like a tough box. Like a little handheld tough box sort of yeah. thing, but kind of not really. The term most people would use is pelican case. I thought pelican cases were like those metal. They can be. Ones. They can be hard plastic too. Oh. Pelican's the company. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. Um, we had a but, lot of them in the army. But yeah, but like once she made a beeline for that, um, widow saw it. And she's like, oh, yeah. well, whatever the fuck that is I was ignoring earlier, and you could have had if you just asked. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I have to get it. Nat snatches the contents, gets tossed off the bridge. Okay, but don't, don't skip over that. Because okay. she opens the box, and all she has time to see is that it's glowing red. She snatches it Penn and Teller style so fast, you don't see her do it. Yeah. If you know her, you know she did it. You saw the glow just for like these splittest of seconds. Uh, but Taskmaster did... Ta I can't say that word. Taskmaster did not see her do it. It was slick, as slick as Penn and Teller. To say it without cussing. <laughs> but Nat's... Off the bridge and in the water before Taskmaster realizes that she's been duped. Yeah, that was that was a nauseating fall, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, with the vials is a picture of her and Yelena as kids. Yeah. So Nat instantly realizes from who they're from and heads to the safe house and... Bucharest. Oh my god. Do you have to be so extra? Yes. <laughs> He's such a goofball. That's what I get paid for. <laughs> what is that cat doing? Seeing how close she can get to the keyboard before I stop her. Hi, Loaf. Hello, Loaf. She's high. Look at her face. Hi, kitty kitty. Pretty girl. Um, oh, yeah. She shows up at the safe house, and her and... Uh, In Budapest. Yelena have some fun exchanges, and they don't know if they can trust each other, so they fight. What fun exchange? They immediately went into beating the shit out of each other. Well, Yelena says, I know you're out there, and Natasha says, yeah, I know you know, <clears throat> and... You'll and then they commenced to beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like my brother and I used to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> like that Did was. Choke each other with the curtains? Uh, 
If Jason had been tall enough to reach curtains, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to we used to try to kill each other. Uh, you, Lucky, grew up a singleton. Um, did not have to put up with this, but um, yeah. Yeah, so after they almost choke each other to death and call a truce, Yelena tells Natasha that General Drakoff is not dead. The Red Room is not shut down. Which um, is news to her because she thought she killed the dude. Not only did she think... She, yeah, so Natasha's goal, uh, final task in order to defect to America and join S.H.I.E.L.D. was to kill Drakoff and shut down the Red Room. Yeah. She had to betray him to prove her loyalty. Well, the thing is, they blew the building up, so it's not like she could go back and like confirm the kill. Yeah. But which is a problem. We find out, and it's just fine to say it here, that the reason she knew Drakoff was in that building is because his daughter was walking in to see him after school. Yeah. And his daughter was collateral damage. Uh, well, I mean... Yeah, and the thing is, Natasha feels bad about it, but I don't know why. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean when the, killing killing an innocent kid is... Yeah, but when the guy's bad enough, it's worth it. You kill one innocent kid to save how many others over the course of that guy's lifetime? Um, we also find out in this exchange that this is the, the thing that her and Clint talk about throughout all the other movies... Remember Bucharest, remember Bucharest, Budapest, Budapest. sorry. Um, this is this is what they're always referring to. Her defection that they had to hide out for weeks. Uh, and yeah. this Apparently is their bonding in moment. Ceilings. Yeah. <laughs> that I can't imagine. They're like carving tic tac toe games in the uh, ductwork and stuff. You couldn't. You, it that would literally kill you. Yeah. I'd, I'd and I'd have to kill you because you drive me nuts. <laughs> um. So they uh just as they're coming to terms, the widows attack the safe house. The widows. The widows. Be specific. The the bad guy widows. The group of yes. Russian widows. Yeah, yes. because it's. It's a little confusing. The graduates of the Red Room are all called Black Widows. So Yes, I know. Yeah. That's why I want you to be specific. Well, and anytime I'm talking about Natasha Romanoff, I'm going to use Mad or Natasha okay. and not the code name. Because sure, because it's confusing. I'm trying to disambiguate as much as possible. Um, the Widows attack. There's a rooftop chase, and uh, one of them died. And or, or one of them falls really hard, and Natasha's trying to talk to her and help her, and well, you see a hand make her execute herself. Yeah, because apparently they're being controlled yes. by dude back at the bedroom area. Um, they steal. A, they they get on a motorcycle and they're running away on the motorcycle. You, you suppose her falling that hard? stopped her from being brainwashed anymore because no. because all well, of a sudden a little bit because well remember she starts crying and she says i don't want to do this he's making me yeah which is not fitting with the the demeanor of all of the girls yeah maybe a little bit um then 
Taskmasters chasing them through the city with a, an armored personnel carrier. Which, uh, I'm sorry, aren't they supposed to be like a secret force? Because they're, she comes in crashing. Yeah. Um, she smashes every car that she passes, slamming into buildings. Like, there is no subtlety about no, this, this creature. So much collateral damage. Yeah. Um, People and property. The the bike gets lost, so they they kidnap a they they hijack a car. That's called carjacking. Yes. <laughs> um, and Natasha's like, you can't just steal this guy's car. And Yelena says, I'm sorry. Do you want me to hunt him down and unsteal the car? Oh yeah, because he didn't stick around to see what they wanted to do. That guy <laughs> abandoned his car. <laughs> he fucked all the way off. Can't say as I blame him. So now we've got we've, we've transitioned to a car chase, and Yelena wins this scene. Really, she's calm and she's quippy. Like the whole time, she's just she's a riot. Yeah, I do like her character. They should have kept her for the movies because the two of them playing off of each other is is fun. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. More collateral damage, more explosions. Um, the car gets hit by... Uh, so Taskmaster... So you can't say it either. Taskmaster demonstrates he has Hawkeye's set of skills and uses an exploding arrow to blow up their car. Yes, because it takes skill to use an exploding arrow. It was lame. It looked like Hawkeye's bow, even. Well, maybe... Um, but the car gets blown up and into a subway. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you can tell they're not in New York. Because yeah. um, I don't see New Yorkers hanging around to see what's up, you know? Yeah. Um, so they leave a fake blood trail to a subway car, but actually hide in... Well, I guess it's a real blood trail. But they... They double back. They let her bleed until they want to pretend to have gone somewhere else. Yeah. And then they hide in the air vents of the subway. Which is pretty smart because uh, Taskmaster doesn't even look around. Yeah. Makes a beeline for the hole and goes. And some say she's still looking for him. <laughs> uh, so we cut to a little later. Apparently the heat has died down. And they're at a gas station somewhere talking about the past. Um, and it's it's just another really cool scene that showing the bond of these two ladies who haven't seen each other in two decades. Yeah, well, part of it is Natasha's a really protective person in general. Yep. And she was a little girl. And I'm going to guess that Natasha, knowing what, you know, that she was abandoned or stolen or whatever was, as a 12-year-old, was going to be very protective of her. Yeah, and absolutely. And they, they, they're they basically sisters anyway. Not just the time they spent in Ohio, but they went through the same life, the same training. Yeah. The well, same. I'm guessing that they were 
like either at the red room at the same time or I mean they've surely they've passed past shit. They've crossed paths in the meanwhile. Sure. That's the impression I got. I didn't think they hadn't seen each other in all that time. Okay. Um, Maybe not since she started working with the um, Avengers, though. Yeah, almost definitely not since then. Um, because they talk about that. Yelena's like, why Why did you... You thought the Red Room was done. Why didn't you come looking for me? Yeah. And that's like, well, I thought you were just... You were able to go live a life. And I didn't, I didn't think you wanted to see me. Yeah. Um, Which is understandable. I would assume the same thing. Like, if you haven't come to see me, why would I go see you? You must be busy. Um, <laughs> she, uh, this is where Yelena makes fun of the, the widow pose. Yeah. Uh, and how she's a poser. I mean, really, that's a good way to land. It's a sta- more stable way to land. Um. And they probably not that great on your knees, though. I'm probably guessing. not. But it looks cool. It definitely looks cool. <laughs> uh, they also discuss the families that they never had and, and never can have. Oh yeah, because this, here's where you find out that um, well, not here, but you find out a little bit later that they basically take out all of your reproductive organs. Yeah. Uh, ovaries included, which means they're all they've all been in menopause. Yeah. Which you would think would be detrimental to the program. They have I, to have like hormone replacement or something. They, uh, the way I the, the way I gathered it, they they give them the hysterectomy before they even start menstruating. Like there's no. Well, then they wouldn't have breasts. Okay. If you've taken out all of the the, the ovaries and all that, then um, they wouldn't have developed. Okay. Because the yeah. hormones. Sure. Yeah. So that can't be completely accurate. Um, so they, they decide that they're going to uh, take out Drakov and take down the Red Room again. So they steal another car. Uh, Nat's supplier uh, gets them a helicopter, even though she asked for a jet. Uh, he said he didn't. She didn't give him enough time. Yet yeah, one would think you would need more time to find a jet. Yes. Well, that's what he said. Yeah, that's not a simple request. <laughs> uh, so then we jump to the prison, and um, our buddy, the Red Guardian, is arm wrestling people and telling his tale about fighting Captain America from the time they faced off. What is she ruining? Lady. Excuse me. Yeah, that's not for you, bud. <laughs> What's she doing? That, oh, look at her that, tongue. That box is trash. Aw. You can play in there, but not right now because you're making lots of noise. Okay. She's so cute. The answer is a cat. That's what's in the box. A cat. <laughs> but the, the box is open. That's important to note. Yes. Um, yeah, so he's uh, he's regaling people with his fight 
with Captain America. And some dude's like, what year was this? Because, like, Captain America was on ice then. Yeah. And he doesn't like being questioned, so he just straight up, straight up breaks the big dude's arm for asking his question. Apparently, big dudes can also cry. Yeah, well. Those muscles don't protect you from ouchies. <laughs> that was nauseating. It was like my brother broke his wrist once at the skating rink, and uh, I ran to him, and he picked his arms up for me to pick him up off the floor, and his one arm just went flop. And that's about the last time I was okay with seeing anything like that, because Jesus Christ, that is the worst Maybe I'm just showing how much of not a typical dude I am. Mm. But this dude's a known super soldier. He's he's super strong. Yeah. Why is anybody challenging him to an arm wrestling match? Oh, anybody. Because, well, that big guy thought he had a chance. Sure. The, okay, listen. Men all think. They are the biggest and the best and the baddest. No matter what they're at, men do not see themselves accurately. Uh, this is why I told you about that, that uh, informal study that TikTok did, where men think that they, they absolutely will be able to make friends with a bear in the woods, and they absolutely can land an airplane. Yeah, I, I'm a pretty good gamer. Yeah. I like games. I play games. I'm, I'm fairly decent at them. If I find, if I know somebody is like genetically enhanced to roll better than anyone else, mm -hmm. you would still try your luck against it. I don't think I would. Yeah, because in that case, he won't be able to break your arm by rolling dice. So you would, you absolutely would. And don't lie, because you would. You'd be like, well, let me see how I hold up to your genetic enhancement. I guess so. Because maybe it's Just not about whether you can win, it's about how long you can hold him. Okay. Because they're men. Because that's what men do. I find it fascinating that you don't know men. I'm atypical. You have not spent your life observing them to stay out of, the out of their fucking way. <laughs> because much like in the Barbie movie, men will at you whatever their favorite thing is. Be it the guitar, the tuba, arm wrestling. Whatever they think they're the best at, they will do that at you. It's like, and that, that is the key to their entire personality. I'm the best at being the second best in the room. Nobody can be more second best than me. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that depends. If I'm in the room with you, that's true. Now, if any other dude's in the room with you, it's not true. Once they're better than me at being second best... Then I'm the second best, best, second best. No. That's that's not funny. I'm glad you're laughing. Like Virgil says, as long as you're laughing, that's all that matters. I'm my target audience. You definitely are, sir. Me and the one and a half people that are listening to this podcast. One and a half? <laughs> it's more than one and a half. That's statistically impossible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know who you are, only half listening. <laughs> I guess it's not statistically possible. <laughs> if you put it that way. 
It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Such a goofball. So, um, Nat and Yelena break him out of prison. Uh, and this scene is just, it's all action. This, really is, cool. this is the one scene I remember from the movie. If you say Black Widow, this is what I think of. Yeah. I've seen this exact sort of scene in other movies. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was. But the whole, the avalanche and the the prison's about to go down and somebody jumping into a helicopter to escape it. I've seen that in at least one other movie. Yeah. because it It's pretty spectacular looking. Yeah, because the, the guard tower is shooting at Yelena while she's flying the helicopter, so she slaps it in some kind of auto hover. No. No. Okay, look. I've never flown an actual helicopter. However, I have flown a helicopter in a simulator in which they completely simulate the entire experience of flying a helicopter. You cannot... Let go of any of the levers or pedals that you are pushing and pulling and moving around. Or the fucking thing will fall out of the sky. Yeah, a, a helicopter is half magic and half force of will. Well, you need both hands and your feet. Yeah. To keep it in the air. Yeah. Um, it's actually a lot harder to land than you would think. I, I feel very qualified to speak on this because I got huge compliments on my flying skills. Okay. Well, she slaps it in auto hover. I would believe that if it was, uh, whatever they fly in, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Because it's got the, um, yeah. uh, the two blades that are constantly pushing it. So it. I could believe it would float. The Zephyr. The Zephyr definitely can auto-hover. Yeah, but the, for whatever reason, they've got um, this very specific set of things that have to happen in a helicopter. Well, because you're, you're controlling the back blade yeah. while you're controlling the up and down blade to keep you stable. It's a very delicate process. Yes. And it's... Um, I, like you can't, you cannot multitask while you're flying a helicopter. It's you're flying a helicopter or you're crashing a helicopter. Yeah. Those are the only two options. But it's Marvel magic-y science helicopter. Sure. But I just wanted to be able to point out the fact that I had flown a helicopter in a simulator and I was awesome at it. And so I needed to mention it here. We're all very proud of you. Yeah, you should be. We are. I also uh, murder terrorists uh, at a breakneck speed that made me have to get a lecture. But I was not wrong about any of the people because I was watching their facial expressions and I knew better than the guy teaching the thing. You are the bestest. I am. I'm a damn good shot. <laughs> so with the helicopter in auto hover, she <laughs> uses a missile launcher to blast the tower that is shooting at her. Mm-hmm. Which is what causes the avalanche. Mm -hmm. So we have the very dramatic escaping at the last second with an airlift uh, scene. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Red Guardian's on, on board the helicopter and he's, he's chatting with the ladies and they're pretending not to hear him. Because, no, they're not. You know, they were pretending not to hear him. The, the hell, you can't hear each other talk in a helicopter? I promise me they were pretending. Believe me. I promise you. 
Uh, so he puts on the headphones and he's still trying to chat with them. But they, ha- but the, but the helicopter engine is going and they have the earmuffs on. Yeah, I can't hear shit when with the I know, but when on. the doors are shut, it actually muffles out a lot of the sound. Mm-hmm. And he was talking pretty loud, but they were ignoring him because they're mad at him. Sure. Um, but then he he's still running his mouth after he puts the headphones on, um, and he gets punched in the face for his his attempt. At which point he asked Yelena uh, why she's so mad. Is it her time of the month? And this is where it gets explained how brutal the yeah. widow program, uh, the Red Room is. Which uh, clearly he was not privy to that information. Yeah. Uh, he probably, even if he was told in the, the 90s, he probably wouldn't have given a shit. I don't know. It probably he wouldn't have... Seemed like a fairly sensitive dude. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been filed in his important information files. Possibly not. Um, he knows absolutely nothing about where the Red Room is because he's on the outs with the general. But he figures that Milena, the woman who was their mom for those three years in Ohio, that she might know. And it turns out she's in the middle of nowhere uh, training pigs. Um, she gets a perimeter alarm and pulls out her obscenely large rifle. <laughs> uh, she looks like, uh, remember when uh, you guys were in Iraq and Heiss had all those stupid pictures taken of him <laughs> with that rifle that didn't even belong to him? And it's got like every single bell and whistle all over it, so yeah. it was bigger than him. That's what she looked like right there. It was just <laughs> absolutely a spectacle. Um, she recognizes them, so she lets them get there and invites them in for a drink. Um, Red Guardian squeezes into his old suit like uh, <laughs> like the scene from Mister from The Incredibles. No, 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 like that scene from Friends when Ross tries to put his leather pants back on because <laughs> he's in the bathroom, like putting on lotion and then putting on <laughs> baby powder. <laughs> grunting it if you didn't know what he was doing it sounded absolutely obscene he looked pretty good in it once it it must be made out of like spanks or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then they have a a very very weird family meal uh which is just awkward especially I i don't like the way they did this part of the movie where they kept us in the dark about like, they, the movie itself was an unreliable narrator. Yeah. Since there's not actually a narrator for the movie, the movie lied to us. It omitted some things for effect. Yeah, but I didn't like it. Secrets, not lies, dear. Well, but I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, um, because we we saw one thing, and they even... But it was a straight-up lie, because they showed us something that didn't happen. A conversation that made it seem like she was the bad guy. Yeah. They, it, it really did straight up just lie at one point. Um, I don't think it did, but audience, you tell us whether or not you think the, the movie lied she's to you like, or just kept secret. She's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I've already called the bad guys to come get you. That didn't have to have been a lie. It was just the... It was the just watch it again. Okay. I'm telling you, it was a direct lie. Um, the the line I want to call out from this dinner, though, 
is when uh, Yelena is upset because the best part of her life was a lie. Yeah. Which is upsetting because it was literally only three years and she was, how old would you say was she was? Like six? Five maybe, yeah. She was little. She was a little guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's shit. Um, Red Guardian goes in to try and calm Yelena down uh, and Nat and Melena have a conversation. Well, where, this is the part where where uh, where I was talking about he was he's actually a sensitive dude because he didn't have to give a crap about her feelings right then, but he went in there to talk to her and make her feel better, like a dad. Even though he does a real shit job of it. Yeah, he but makes he's it a, about himself. But he's a guy. Fair. Uh, and he obviously hasn't been socialized in a way that he would. I mean, he's not been a dad. I'm guessing he didn't have much of a dad, you know. He finally gets through to her by by singing American Pie. Yeah, because um, she thinks he didn't actually give a crap about her, and he did because only a person who loves you is going to willingly listen to your favorite song ten thousand times, <laughs> and also twenty some years later remember that that was your favorite song. That's fair. Crap, I can't even remember some of our kids' favorite stuff. And I love them. Um, With the other pair, we find out that Natasha's mom didn't just abandon her in the streets. Natasha was identified for her genetic potential and basically bought from her mother. Well, she no, she was stolen from her mother and they tried to shut her up by giving her money. Yeah. There's a difference. Who then refused to... Uh, relent looking for her so much that they killed her. Yeah. Um, And Milena is not as hard-ass as she presents because she stole, she grabbed the photo album when they were leaving Ohio. Yeah, even though those are all fake photos, which is even sadder. Yeah. And that's when she admits that she's already called the Red Room. Yeah. Um, so then the then the bad guys show up. They they put about eighteen tranquilizer darts into the Red Guardian. <laughs> well, yeah, because after just one hit, he starts to say, "Oh, they think that's going to do something," and then they get him with the rest of them. <laughs> um, We see Natasha knocked out on the floor, and then um, Milena shows up, apologizes to Yelena, and stings her with the widow's sting. That's what they call that red bracelet she wears. The, the, the bracelet she wears is the widow's bite or okay. the widow's sting. Okay. They didn't say that in the movie. I have comic book knowledge, sorry. Yeah. Um... And this is where we find out the Red Room is a giant floating fortress. Yeah, like right out of Star Wars. Or very similar to the uh, helicarriers that we've seen S.H.I.E.L.D. has. Oh, it was much bigger than that, though. Mm-hmm. It was much bigger than that. Um, Drakeoff wants Yelena's brain cut out to figure out how the antidote works. Yikes. Uh, but then he realizes that that's not Milena he's talking to. 
and this is the scene in the movie that got you. It got me twice. Because it, it, when it got me the second time, I then remembered it getting me the first time. <laughs> um, because she just very lightly, the face comes off. It looks, they do such a good job of it because it looks like they've just put a a spider web on their faces. Yeah. It like projects the picture. And when they pluck it off, it just, it's like, I don't know how to describe it for a podcast. It just looks like they're pulling like a delicate piece of lace or, or spider web off their faces. And then their faces under it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it got me again. They did that in another one of the movies. Uh, somebody was pretending to be Ross or something. Yeah. Um, so I should have seen it coming. Pretending to be one of the bad guys that um, yeah. dude was working with. It was in Civil War. Um, yeah, but I really like that. That That's way better than the uh, Mission Impossible masks. Yeah. It looks cooler. Technology has improved. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to make the fake technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Melina... Uh, stops pretending to be Natasha and frees the Red Guardian uh, and lets Yelena know that she stashed a knife in her belt. Yeah, now this is important because she is like strapped down to a table and they're about to cut her head wide open. Did you see the mark they made? I, they only did this for effect, but they drew a line around her hairline. Yeah. And that is not how you would take somebody's skull cap off. Why would you bother with all that cutting? You would just take the top of your head off like a bowl. But they they draw lines around her hairline. Well, maybe they wanted to sew it back on. It, well, it would if they're going to take her brain out and dissect it, it's you know, really not necessary to worry sure. about how her skull cap looks. Um I don't know why that bothered me so much, but this is not realistic. But that's a lot of extra work to go around those corners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is where we find out um, that there was more going on than we thought and that Natasha and Malena uh, had a plan. Yeah. And we get some flashbacks to them planning things. Um. Nat wants to know about uh, her mother, and Drakeoff is the hugest cock face he could possibly be. Yeah, apparently they're typecasting him because he was this level of asshole in Cold Mountain, too. Um, He's just really good at it. And so she tries to get a rise out of him and asks him about his dead daughter. Um, miscalculation there. To wit, he does the big reveal of the movie, and Taskmaster's not a dude. It is, in fact, his own fucking daughter. Yeah. Yikes. Um, Nat wants to apologize for hurting her, but Drakeoff is, is completely dispassionate, both to Natasha and his own daughter. Well, it's not his own daughter anymore. Fair. And he kind of refers to all the widows as his his daughters. So, like, that word has no 
value to him. Well, in the way because it's a simply a, a word of ownership. Yeah. 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 Um, Nat yanks out a gun and threatens to shoot him, but uh, apparently she is pheromone locked from hurting him. I am not. Um, I don't enjoy this part of the movie at all. I did notice that she was egging him on so that he would punch the crap out of her, but she kept complaining that he wasn't strong enough. Yeah. And I didn't remember what her point of all that was. It's like maybe tire him out or something, but he really is like a, he's weak sauce because then she, in order to sever her, um, olfactory nerve, she slams her own forehead into the desk as hard as she can. Yeah. So that she can't smell his pheromones so that she can hurt him. Yeah. And yeah, get tastic. Meanwhile, Taskmaster has been sent out through the Red Guardian because uh, Drakoff thought he was safe. Um, he was wrong. It's not the first time he was wrong. And while she's goading him into uh, punching her in the face, uh, he spills all the beans of his entire operation of and shows her the key. Of yeah. course he does. Um, Milena destroys one of the engines, so the red room is definitely going to crash. But it was a that was a controlled crash. She specified. She was trying to do a controlled crash, and when he locked her out, she destroyed one of the engines. So well, it was. But she said she confirmed a controlled crash. No. I swear that's what she said. Because then the place starts blowing up. Like. Well, yeah, later. later. Yeah. After it crashed. <laughs> As it was crashing. Sure. Okay. Um. Taskmaster is is tossing the guardian around like a rag doll. Um, but Milena shows up and helps him uh, lock her up. Uh, and then a squad of widows show up to stop Nat from killing uh, Drakoff. And she puts up a hell of a fight, but there's like a dozen of them. Yeah, she lasted longer than anybody else would have. Um and it's only because Yelena shows up with uh, the vials of antidote and explodes them overhead that the the ladies stop. Um, Natasha did get the ring off of Drakoff while she was fighting him, so she's able to steal the location of all the widows. Because the ring machine. was the key. Yeah. And there are two vials of antidote left. So she scoops those up, and everybody abandons ship. Um, Milena tries to double back for the girls, but uh, the Guardian uh, tells her... Uh, oh, the Guardian, trying to defend them, destroys the plane they're in. Yeah. Uh, so they have to, they have to crash land. No, but this crash landing gives them the opportunity to do all kinds of cool mid-air stunts. Yes. And Natasha just at one point flings herself out into the air with without being able to look first or even see what her next move is going to be. 
you got like 60 seconds to figure something out. She just leaps. Yeah. Um, but they do that cool, like diving through the helicopter that's open on both sides. And oh yeah. It's lots a, of this falling fighting scene when we left, cause we watched this in the theaters. Me and the girls did at least. Yeah. And when we left the theaters, this is the thing I took home with me that I was excited about. Yeah. Um, it was, it was like watching a ballet. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Um, it wasn't believable at all whatsoever, but it was really fun to watch. Before that, though, Natasha did uh, free the Taskmaster, uh, who then chases her. Um, Yelena destroys the plane that Dracoff's on and gets blown into space. Um, or blown into the... I was going to say, not yeah, space. Blown into nothingness and starts falling. So Nat grabs a uh, parachute and jumps to save her. Uh, and they're they're drifting fine, and then here comes Taskmaster friggin' swooping after them. So Nat pushes Yelena away, and they fight while they're falling. Yeah. Um, Taskmaster has a chute that she pulls at the last second, they land and they start fighting on the ground. Um, and Nat's getting her ass handed to her, but she busts a vial in her face um, and frees her. Um, and the only three words, only three words spoken by Taskmaster this entire movie, is he gone? Yeah. Well, because you figure their minds are, I mean, they're in there. Yeah. So basically, he's been torturing his own daughter this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're in there watching their bodies be fucking meat puppets. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being possessed. Um, Nat and Yelena meet up. They make up. Um, Red Guardian and Mel show up. They're okay, too. You know, they're having a nice moment together. Uh, but then we hear that Ross is coming because not only did Natasha uh, plan all of this, but she planned to have Ross show up in case anybody needed to be arrested. Yeah. Um, Natasha's going to surrender. Which I don't, I still don't understand why she did this. There was so much time available for everybody to get away. Yeah. Um, but she's going to surrender so the, everybody else can get away. Um, and the, the rest of the widows show up on a helicopter or a, a jet to rescue Nell and they pick up Taskmaster because they're like a sisterhood. Yeah. Um, and they're all going to take care of each other. Uh, and I don't know that we get any more to that story anytime soon, but I, I look forward to it if I we do. I doubt it. Um, but the cool thing is... Uh, Yelena gives Natasha the vest before she goes. Because <laughs> it's so cool with all the pockets. I mean, it is super cool. You don't know how much stuff I can carry in this. I know how much stuff she can carry in that. <laughs> I have a vest like that, but it has more pockets. It even has a pocket in the back. It's like a fisherman's vest. It has a pocket in the back for bigger stuff. You can't reach it, but you can carry it. Um, yeah, so two weeks later, uh, Natasha's got some new hair, 
And um, why is that the thing you focus on? I don't know. She had some new hair. <laughs> uh, dude got her a jet, which she's going to use to go rescue the guys that are on the raft uh, in the next scene of Civil War. Yeah. Uh, we get a shot of fireflies to bring the movie full circle. Very, it's very Forrest Gump. It's yeah. the Forrest Gump feather. And then that's the movie. The after credit scene is Yelena and a dog called Fanny. Yeah. Um, I don't think she knows what that word means. Not in England, anyway. No. Or maybe she does. Yeah, I. it's... There's a cookbook written by Fanny Farmer, which <laughs> I saw a TikTok video of somebody discovering that for the first time who is from England. And they, you know, it's like saying vagina farmer. It's fucking hilarious. What? I'm pulling something up. Um, but Nata- uh, Yelena is going to a graveyard. She um, She goes to visit Natasha's grave. Um, yeah, and there's just no way for them to bring Natasha back, huh? No. No, Natasha is, is done, done. And Natasha's, it's not like they rescued Natasha's body and, and buried her there. I, no. She's, that's that's an empty. Yeah, that was what I was going to look up. Hold on. Okay, so a grave where there is no body is a cenotaph. Okay. I couldn't remember the word yesterday when we were talking about it. But it's it's a grave marker, but there's no casket, no... Because nobody's spending $10,000 on a casket when there's no fucking body. So they just put a marker in a spot so that they can have a place to mourn. And a place for them to be remembered. Um, I guess it depends on what you think a grave is for, really. Sure. For people to know you existed or for people that you, that loved you to grieve. But so it's cenotaph. Okay. Um, it looks just like a grave and you wouldn't know like 20 years from now, you'd never know whether there was a body in there or not. So she's there saying goodbye to her sister and, uh, Elaine Bennis shows up. Who is Julia Louis Dreyfus? Yes. I don't know who she is. Like, did they say her name? Her name is Countess Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Okay. That's a lot. Yes. Thought Laurel had a lot of names. <laughs> well, Countess is a title. No shit. <laughs> but Countess. Uh, People are going to call her that, though. Not Countess, Contessa. Contessa. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. So it's three names. Yeah. Um, but she's a high-ranking S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that is in, in the comics. High-ranking S.H.I.E.L.D. agent with an on-again, off-again relationship with Nick Fury. Weird. Uh, she pretended to be Madame Hydra for a while. Um, she was also bad for a while. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be a comic book if she hadn't been a bad guy. Yeah, I, I really don't know if she's supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy. But considering that in the show, in the movie, she shows Yelena a picture of Hawkeye and says, how would you like to get the guy that killed your sister? Here's the thing. Nobody was there with them. It was just Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah. So why is he getting blamed for her death? Nobody would have known that that's what happened. Hawkeye would have told them what happened when he got back. Yeah, but who the fuck's telling S.H.I.E.L.D.? S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not privy to that info. The Avengers work for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, in name only. Come on. They're not asking S.H.I.E.L.D. permission to do anything. I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I really don't. And even going forward, my knowledge of her and her interactions in this world are Mm -hmm. limited. I don't know where this is going or if it's going anywhere at all. Well, I guess we'll find out. I'm going to guess that it's not going to go anywhere because they will have uh, abandoned everything this movie set up because this movie didn't make very much money. No, it really didn't, um, which is sad. Yeah, but they also tend to just throw things away that they don't like. Yeah. Okay. Alright, um, so what was your favorite part of the movie? Mm-hmm. Definitely the avalanche at the prison. Yeah? The whole jumping into the helicopter. It was a pretty badass scene. It's a good scene. Um, I like the way the fighting in this movie looks believable. Not the fighting in midair stuff, that that wasn't. But most of the on the ground, two people beating the shit out of each other stuff looked believable. It wasn't like, you know, kung fu floating in midair, killing someone with your tippy-toe bullcrap. Yeah, because there were only really two supers in this movie. Well, uh, Red Guardian and, and Taskmaster. Everybody else was using human-level skills. Yeah. I don't... And Tasha seems... Above human level. Oh, yeah. She seems peak girl to me. Especially when she... uh, The worst part of the movie, the worst worst thing besides the arm breaking was Natasha falling and hitting the wall, hitting the dumpster, hitting the ground. And then she just stands right back up like it didn't even phase her. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you're a human human, you're not standing (laughs) up after that. It hurt me while I was sitting on the couch to watch it happen. So I call bullshit on that. That was the least believable part of the whole movie. (laughs) What about you? Best and worst. Okay. So for me, the best scene was the the falling fight. Yeah. That was just amazingly choreographed. That's pretty. um, It was like that adventure movie we watched where they did the same thing. Like the opening scene is the ending scene. Bouncing off stuff while they're falling. Like any any moment could have been somebody got bopped in the head. No, the the movie's over. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But two things, and they're tied to the same thing. The when this movie was released. Mm -hmm made it less impactful. Yeah. Uh, because I would have loved to know more about Black Widow before she years ago. Yeah. But also, there's no point in time where she's in danger. Yeah. You know where she dies. I know where she dies. And it's not in this movie. 
Well, I mean, to be fair, that's how I feel about all these movies because they're not, you sure. know, they're super. Nothing's going to happen to them. Except we've had heroes die. Yeah, but it's like supernatural. I don't believe it until they never show up again. Fair enough. Um, because they have a guy who can time travel. Fair so enough. it doesn't mean anything until it never but there was gets no, fixed. There was no real no risk pension. to Natasha. Yeah. Now, I got to meet her sister, and I wanted her sister to live, and that's great. Yeah. And Red Guardian, who's supposed to be, like, the anti-Captain America, I kind of like him. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to, but yeah. He's um, funny. The thing is, what they should have done is they should have released this movie around about the time that they introduced uh, Captain America. Yeah. When they did his lame-ass, uh, here's Captain America and who he is movie. Yeah. With all of his Hitler smacking and can can dancing, um, yeah, and I don't I don't mind that this movie happened inside of Civil War. No, but it needed to be I, told to us I, before I, that. I'd like a director's cut of Civil War where they're like, pause the movie and go watch Black Widow. Well, I mean, <laughs> we can do that today. Yeah, it wouldn't change anything. No. But it would it'd fill it out better. Yeah. But if they had done this before the movie where she sacrificed herself. There's a dude on the, yeah. There's a dude on the internet. He, he can't release it, obviously, because of trademarks. Yeah. But he's given some of his friends the link to it. And people are talking about it. It's a super cut of every scene in chronological order. So even the movies that are... How the fuck did he have the time and patience I know, for that? Right? So even the movies like Captain Marvel that were released later, he puts the movie where it goes, but the after credit scene, which is later, yeah. goes there. He takes the flashback scenes and inserts them back in the timeline. See, I would love that. I yeah. would watch all of that bullshit over again just to see that. Yeah. And moreover, I would love to see that that way. The first time. If, well, yeah. If it's on the internet, it'll be available somewhere at some point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, speaking of things being on things, this needs to go on the list. Mm. Out of 57 movies, how marvelous was this? I don't know. Let me pull out my trusty list. No, bud. Stay off the keyboard. I feel like... Well... I feel like maybe above New Mutants. Oh, I don't like this better than New Mutants. I was looking down closer to Iron Man, like right above Iron Man. Mostly just because the, the movie has no, no stakes. Um, it's a good movie. Well, the movie in the right order would. Yeah. But I would like, I, I would personally throw it between Iron Man and Avengers. You say this is worse than The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yes. You like Age of Ultron better than this? 
Yeah, because it's got more it's got more stakes to it. It's it's more mm-hmm. plus not really. It's got the lizard king in it. Well, his voice anyway. <laughs> Deadpool isn't better than this. Black Panther? Black Panther isn't better than this. Black Panther was pretty damn good. Because I'm looking at Captain Marvel like... Maybe we put it too high on the list. No. No, it's not what I was going to say. No. I, I cannot let you put this above New Mutants. That is my, my ceiling. It has to be below New Mutants. Well, I, I think this is... I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Black Panther. Minus the, oh, there are no stakes, because there are never any stakes in these movies for me. Then I will let you put it above Captain Marvel. Why? I will let you put it below Captain Marvel. I mean, no, I mean, seriously. Uh, I don't know if this is better or equal to... I, I, man, I feel like this is better than Captain Marvel. Okay. I feel like I would actually watch this one again, because it's got the action that I like. Okay. I'll let you put it above Captain Marvel. It is the action sequences are better. Yeah. I I like Carol Danvers and her interaction with Nick Fury, and I like getting Coulson. But I also it's not my favorite. All of the inside of her head stuff and the the. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just it, like it better. It, you know what? It's a much more straightforward. Movie. I know. I know why you like it better because it's it's a a realistic. Fight as opposed to a galactic threat. Yeah. No, I got you. Well, it's like watching Mission Impossible. It's like, and I love those movies, the Mission Impossible and uh, okay. True Lies and and all those. We just put one of the lowest grossing movies, Black Widow, at one, two, three, at number five of fifty-seven on the Marvel list. Well, if you look at our list, <laughs> a lot of that is like that. <laughs> no. Because, like, nobody, nobody is putting Logan uh, number two. None of the lists of people's favorite movies have I seen uh, Logan up near No, the and it's right below New Mutants, which lost money. Well, Logan's it, right above New Mutants. And in my opinion, New Mutants is one of the best movies they made. Oh, you got to check that spelling on that widow. All right. Yeah, I I mean I know you like mu- New Mutants, but it wasn't. It just wasn't my kind of movie. That's the thing. This was my kind of okay. movie. It's like badass chick with with like sure. super skills. She's not super though. She's just awesome. Um, and there's like cool guns and cool knives and the crotch attack and. Uh, she saving daddy instead of daddy saving her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, and if you don't agree with us out there in the tough. Not tough, send us <laughs> send us some correspondence and tell us why we're wrong. Yes. Uh you can find us on the Facebooks and uh thread and uh our email address is in yeah. the show notes. Yes it is. <laughs> which yeah. comes directly to my email so I will see it as soon as you pop it in there yep 
and just let us know why we're wrong, although we're not. And uh, <laughs> oh, but I can't say tough. <laughs> I see how it is. And we will take your comments seriously and may even discuss them later. No, we will definitely discuss them. We've got a hundredth episode coming up soon. Oh, wow. This is episode 97, I think. What was that? That was my chair coming off the side. Hold on. Whose chair? The chair I'm sitting in. So it's mine. That's 198 or 99, 98, 97. This is episode 96. I'm sorry. Um, what are we watching next week? We're in for a treat. Are we? Because, uh, you're going to be gone all week, and so it sounds like it's going to be torture. It's six episodes. Okay, so not that bad. Not that bad. And I am excited for you to have a new person in the MCU that you hate the most. Oh, no. Are you serious? What are you doing to me? No, but you are supposed to hate them. Well, that doesn't help. But you are you are going to have a new most hated person. What are we watching? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Is that a movie or a it's TV show? It's a TV show? show. Six episodes. I uh, thought that was a movie. No. Isn't that a... I, what's the name of the movie where the Winter Soldier guy shows up? Captain America Winter Soldier? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, I already hate Bucky. Yeah, but you won't after this. Yes, I will. I hate him. You probably won't after this. He will have to do some serious work because I hate him. But he's I didn't like him when he was just a person. Sure. I did he was a bad friend. I didn't like him. Okay. So this show is gonna focus obviously on the Falcon. Uh-huh. And Bucky and Barnes. And which era? Now. Oh, well see that's boring. Yeah. Uh and Bucky Barnes. As a good guy? Ish. Um and I'm going to go ahead, because normally I ask you what's the point of this show. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it now. I want you to watch it with this in mind. The theme of this show is what is a hero. What what makes a hero a hero? Now, we've had this discussion before. Yes, this show comes at that question. Okay, so who's Falcon? Falcon is... Shit, what's his name? Not Matthew. actor. Uh, Anthony Mackie. He's the guy with the wings. Who's Anthony? I don't know who Anthony Mackie is. The black dude with the wings that flies around. Oh, the guy that we've seen a gajillion times in the background who has no character. The one Captain America left the shield to. Yeah. He's a he's 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 a background character. Okay. We, We. I don't know where he came from. All I know is that he stole his outfit. Early in the... Is he not the one that stole... No, that's War Machine. War Machine, fuck. Well, then I then I literally have no idea who this guy you is. Remember when they were in D.C. and Captain America was doing laps around the reflecting pool and he kept saying, on your left, on your left, on your left? Is that not that's War Anthony, Machine? No, that's Anthony Mackie. That's Falcon. Oh, shit. That's been two different people this whole time? Yes. There's more than one black man. Don't make it like that. <laughs> Please tell me they look alike or something. Not very much, no. War Machine started out as Terrence Howard and then became Don Cheadle. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I know who Don Cheadle is. Yeah. 
Well, what is Anthony Mackie? Anthony Mackie has just been in the whole time. He has been kind of sidekicky throughout the movies. Yeah, like I can't think of a single scene I've seen him in except for that one scene where he's running around the lake and Captain America bests him. Yeah. And their whole dynamic is ha ha fucking with you. Basically, yeah. So he's not a character. Okay. He's no background. I don't know where he got his little magic outfit from. Um, no background. They're just, they just got people in the background not being important this whole time. I thought that was War Machine. Oops. Well, what's he been there for this whole time then? He, he's pretty Does he literally just have little fairy wings and that's it? That's his whole outfit. I mean, he's it's like a good mechanical he, wings. He's a good fighter, and he's got the wings. And he's got Red Wing, his his drone that in the comic yeah. books was an actual hawk he trained, or an actual falcon he trained. Boy, okay, so we are six episodes of a TV show with two characters that I know little to nothing about, and yes. I'm gonna hate the fuck out of both of them. For six freaking hours. You are Bucky going... Barnes is like a seriously annoying character. When they is it the same actor? Yeah. When they introduce him in the Captain America movie, I don't. There's there's something. I don't. Maybe it's the actor. There's something wrong with him. He's like not a good person or something. Okay. I get very bad vibes You're from him. To get very bad vibes from him. He was a Hydra sleeper agent that assassinated yeah. well, people. But see, that's not the reason why I don't like him. Okay. Because that wasn't his fault. No, it, there's something about his aura, like his actual personness. Before he gets into any of that mess, he's like just not. The most sleeper sleeper agents, they put him on ice when he wasn't being used. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. But despite that, I still don't like him. And I watch that guy in something else and see if it's him or. If it's the character, I don't know. There's something about him that puts me off immediately. And Rocket wants his arm. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and somebody's eyeball. And if we could find a foot. Uh, maybe a mechanical headband. I don't know. But I, I look forward to you finding your new most hated person like in the MCU. Nebula's, Nebula's little uh, headpiece. Or uh, what's his name's mohawk. Yeah. Yondu. Yondu, stupid name. But your our friend from Gilmore Girls has the mohawk now. Who from Gilmore Girls? Gun. Um, oh, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Gunn. He inherited Yondu's right. mohawk. I like that guy. Yeah. He just did. He's just tooling around Hollywood doing what he does. It's fun. I think he's like a really big producer or director. So I feel like he's like he's actually a behind the scenes like a big deal. I think. I think so too. Um, but he's he's like like one of those people that you just know if you meet him he's going to be super nice. Yeah. Like uh, like Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know you just know that there's no way he's a bad guy. Now, you know. Please don't prove us wrong. Please, good lord, please don't. No, I mean, but like Bucky Barnes, I'm, I can't say that about. Okay. There's something about him. I'm telling you, I'm going to look him up and he's going to be evil or something. All right, so I guess we're going to have to watch some of that now. and then. Yeah, we should watch some today. We could probably honestly watch the whole thing today, but then we'll, we'd have to wait a week to record. And probably yeah, not I feel that. like that would be difficult for me. Yeah. 
Because I will forget. Especially since you run the shows now. I don't put it that way. I'm not running anything. Um, yeah, well, I have laundry to do and okay. dinner to figure out and whatever. So, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, watch it with... On Disney? On Disney Plus, yep. Every every TV show is Disney Plus now. Okay. Uh, watch it on Disney Plus. Remember, to in the theme of what is a hero? That is the question I want you thinking about while you're watching this show. Well, I mean, I already have an answer. And then meet us back here next week. For Marvel Movie Night.